1: Foundations What you have to be really clear on, and you've already said it, God did not get any kind of joy or entertainment out of seeing His son tortured and executed. Absolutely not. That was not a pleasurable experience for Him.
0: Foundations Understanding the Jewish Foundations of Our Christian Faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby We're working our way through a lengthy series, learning about Isaiah 53, the forbidden chapter. We've learned why it was forbidden, but we've also learned, at least so far, that everything this chapter describes about a specific individual that most people believe is the prophesied Jewish Mashiach or Messiah, seems to have been fulfilled by Jesus. We're going to continue on that today, and we're up to verse 10.
1: And we have mentioned this before, but the concept of the Mashiach, the Messiah, is like of incredible importance to the Jewish people and to the Christian community. We all read the same scriptures and we've got these diametrically opposed views on who or what the the Messiah is and what he's going to do. So it's kind of, um, it's fascinating. It's a little bit frustrating, but it's also terribly sad that um, we, we're not unified in this, I think. Mm. So, yeah, we're up to uh, Isaiah 53 verse 10.
0: And it says, But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he'll see his offspring, he'll prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand.
1: So there's an awful lot in this one verse. So (laughs) this whole program is going to be on this particular verse. And one of the most, I think, difficult concepts to understand about the death of Mashiach is that it was sanctioned and even mandated by God himself. Mm. And what's really difficult to sort of get and wrap your head around is that this verse says that the Lord was pleased to crush him. And that's something that I I think anybody would struggle with
0: that. And I guess it's important to understand that that doesn't mean that God enjoyed it. Like he didn't sit there, you know, rubbing his hands and smiling as Jesus died on
1: the cross. No. And the other thing is, it's not just like a generic throwaway either, because in this particular verse where it says the Lord, that is actually, it's not, you know, El, it's not Adonai, it's yod Hey vav it's Jehovah or Yehovah. So we're talking about God himself mm. saying that he's pleased to crush the Mashiach. And you're right, it had nothing to do with, hey, this is going to be a little light entertainment, mm. looking forward to this. Not at all. It, it had nothing to do with that. But then you've also got to look at the fact that this Mashiach, already, we've already found that he willingly put yeah. himself in this place. So if, if you look at Hebrews 12, 2, it says... Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So what you have to be really clear on, and you've already said it, God did not get any kind of joy or entertainment out of seeing his son tortured and executed. Absolutely not. That was not a pleasurable experience for him. And it wasn't a pleasurable experience for Jesus. He didn't go to this going, hey, I am so looking forward to this This is going to be a barrel of laughs. Mm. He sweated blood knowing what was coming. That's right, exactly. So this was about the joy that was to come afterwards for what it was going to achieve. So both God and Mashiach, they both knew and understood that the destination of humanity needed salvation, which means there had to be a legitimate and a very perfect atonement for the sin that they were all infected with. They couldn't do it on their own because they were sin and sinful and infected with their own disease. They couldn't fix themselves. Okay? They but God understood that they alone were able to provide the atonement and still be in complete harmony and agreement about it. Redemption for mankind was determined before God had even created a single human being. Yeah. That's actually mind-blowing.
0: That's right, it is. And it's uh, spoken about by Peter in First Peter 1, verses 20 and 21. It says, For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God.
1: So even before mankind ever was, God already knew what he would have to do to save mankind and God as a unity, as the creation of everything, let us make man in our image. And, you know, they'd already planned this out. I mean, I believe in the sovereignty of God, but that just stretches my brain to beyond its capacity. Yeah, The pleasure and joy that's expressed by the Father and the Son comes from knowing that the pain and the sacrifice are going to actually result in life. It's going to result in redemption and joy and forgiveness and fellowship between not only them, but their human creation as well. So out of death comes life. Out of darkness comes light. That's redemption. Mm. And this leads to the next little portion in this incredible verse.
0: Yeah, well, as you said, it's a very rich Verses, lots in it. The next part says he'll see his offspring, he'll prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand.
1: Now, this is an amazing verse because we've already read in a previous verse where it says that he would be cut off from the land of the living. Mm. So it's already said that he was going to die. But this, this is saying that he's going to have offspring. That's talking about the fruit of the people who are going to be redeemed and saved, Yeah, And that he's going to prolong his day. So it's it's actually saying that he is going to be resurrected. It's talking about the resurrection. So if Mashiach has been executed for the sins of his people, how can he possibly see his offspring and those born as a result of his sacrifice? It could only happen if he rises from the dead.
0: Well, Romans 8.29 uh, speaks about this. It says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son so that he, Jesus, would be the firstborn among many brethren,
1: so Jesus is the first to be resurrected. Why? Because he's God incarnate. Because he's the Mashiach From that, he proves to us who he is, that he has power, and therefore, for those of us who are predestined, we're going to be conformed into the images of his Son. What does that mean? Well, in this life, yeah, we're going to be behave more like him and develop attributes that he has, so that we mirror him. But it also means we're going to be resurrected like him. We're going to have life from the dead like him, just like him. From Jesus' sacrifice, there are going to be many children. And if you look from the time of Jesus, and then I don't want to get into it, but even before then, all of those who believed in him before he came, uh, all come to him by faith. But then from that time, so many people beyond number have come to faith in Jesus Jew and Gentile all around the world And those, those days are not over So many offspring And so much life from death So much redemption So much light out of darkness mm. That was the joy that was set before him And all of the fruit that comes from that
0: It's really amazing And so much in that one verse within Isaiah 53 Well next time we're going to continue In fact we're going to wrap up this series Looking at this forbidden chapter on Foundations